Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Touré and Derek Wong. So tonight we are talking about director Julia Ducourneau's sophomore feature, her follow-up to 2016's Raw, the most recent Palme d'Or winner from Cannes Film Festival, Titan, which stars Agatha Rousseau and Vincent Lindon. People are saying this is the wildest movie of the year. I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> People are right. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> Wait, Jeff, you're telling me we're not covering Venom 2? We're not covering a movie where there's an actor who basically plays two different roles. One who wants to go on a murderous rampage and one who's dealing with some shit. And there's some black ooze that oozes out of him. Come on. You're telling me we're not reviewing Venom 2 right here. This is a, a very good through line, I guess, you've drawn through these two wildly different movies. This, this is the Strange Harbor's double feature, the, yeah. the Venom Titan back-to-back. Uh, I'll just save you the double feature part. Watch this over Venom 2. Uh. <laughs> but speaking of double feature, like I want to say... A couple of months ago now, we did an episode on Pig, right? Mm -hmm. I think that would make a very interesting double feature with this movie. (laughs) Wow. In what way? In what way? I'm I'm actually curious. I guess I'm not seeing the through You don't think so? I mean, like, I think both have these genre conventions to them that make you think it's one thing. Mm, And it mm -hmm. turns out to be not that thing. And they're both surprisingly sweet movies uh emphasis on the surprising (laughs) i think in this one (laughs) more than the sweet yeah yeah so this movie came out friday i saw it uh last week at new york film festival so this was uh i've had a whole week to digest this crazy ass fucking movie what was the vibe there what do people think what was the room like all right so i know at Cannes film festival a couple people fainted what (laughs) nice but I don't think this is There's really nothing to faint in this movie. Anything to like, yeah. yeah there's nothing, I don't think there's it's nothing for you to faint in this movie. I will admit, I was very... Uncomfortable? Uncomfortable <laughs> at the beginning. The violence in the beginning of the movie was a little off-putting for me. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that, but I don't know. If that's what they fainted at, I guess maybe I could see that. I think I was a little uncomfortable because I had no idea how far it was going to go. Because the beginning really had me like, oh shit, this is some gnarly shit. Mm-hmm. But then it never really got to a point where that I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything really to faint about in this movie. I mean, at New York Film Festival, when I was in the actual theater with everyone else, I think there were people who were like watching through their fingers or whatever. They were a little grossed out by the beginning. But I think her first movie is way more gory than this one. Yes, I would agree. Have you seen Raw? I've seen Raw, yeah. So I actually haven't, and I've heard amazing things about it. I'm definitely going to go Netflix back and watch it. right now. So oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to go back and watch yeah. it after, after seeing this, because... That's a good double feature. I imagine there's more <laughs> of a through line with Raw. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think Raw sounds, at least from everything I've heard, a little more single-minded. I don't know. This one, I think, had to make up its mind about some things. I don't know. Well, I I think the discourse is very intense, too, because like I feel like everyone coming out of the theater has a different reaction to it and is, like taking a, mm-hmm. a different perspective from the movie. Like This movie can really be like so many different things, which I think is part of the power of this film, which is also a reason why I fucking love it so much. I really really like this movie a lot. Yeah, I haven't thought this much about a movie leaving the theater in a long time. Uh Uh-huh. I I haven't had to puzzle over one and go, wow, I just didn't get it. There's so many ways this could fit together. Um, Yeah. I haven't done that in so long, so it's awesome. I also haven't been this confused by a movie since, like, I don't know, Mulholland Drive or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this was wild. I mean, I don't think it's quite as, like, dense like, so many things to parse as, like, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, it's not intentionally obfuscatory. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like... Good way of putting that, yeah. This is just surreal disconnected. I don't know, you want to get into it? We typically don't really do spoiler-free and then spoilers for this. We just go straight into it. But I think this movie benefits from you going in blind, right? I I want to preface by, like, if... All right, so... A lot of the reviews have spoiled, like, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to... I'm kind of dunking on, like, some of these critics for, like, spoiling the entire thing. But it's hard to talk about the themes, especially in the second half, without giving something yeah, away. you have to. You yeah. really, really have to. But basically... All right. I mean, we should just give a gist of what the movie is about, right? So the movie's about this dancer named Alexia. She's, like, a dancer for, like, a auto trade show she's like a car show model but she is also a serial killer and in the movie she fucks a car and she gets pregnant (laughs) (laughs) that's basically what the movie's about i think we'll go into the second half a little further down the line but that's basically what the movie's about it's like this body horror movie about her body going through this transformation after having sex with her flaming hot rod cadillac (laughs) yeah and the second half really takes a turn where you don't really expect it's a little more sweet a little more sentimental a little more emotional and it's fantastic i just love the fucking hell out of this movie yeah i just really respect for all the wild swings it takes there was definitely a point in this movie where i just like all right i have no idea where this is going (laughs) <laughs> and that's not a feeling I feel like I get that often either, right? Where you're just, you're like, just completely lost. In a yeah. good way, in a good way. Yeah. The second half of the movie is really set up because the first half is, well, I wouldn't even say the first half, I'd say maybe the first act of this movie is a lot of her murder escapades, right? Where she's <laughs> going around and there was a fan that's like kind of stalking her and like she kills him and there's like another dancer that's at the trade store with her that she kills her and all her roommates, which I thought was really funny. That yeah, was surprisingly funny. funny. Yeah, it was so funny. He's like, how many of you yeah, are there? Are there more of you? So, God, I hope not. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, one of those people gets away, right? But she also ends up at home and presumably kills her parents. I think that's what we're led to believe. And, you know, she's on the run. And the one thing she thinks of is that there's this missing boy, right? This boy that's been missing for like 10 years, I think the movie says. Uh-huh. And she basically assumes the identity of this boy. She looks close enough to the appearance and what he could look like after he's aged, you know, 10 years. She pretends to be that boy. And then 
that's kind of where the second act of the movie kind of kicks off is that mm-hmm. the father of that boy says, yes, that's my son. And then it becomes this movie about love and this relationship that they create. Mm-hmm. I will admit that I like the second half a lot more than the first half. Yeah. I, I will say that the, the gruesome nature of the first half was very off-putting. It was a little hard for me to watch. And because mm-hmm. I, I mean, it ramps up to 11, like within like 10 minutes of the movie starting when that guy gets stabbed in the ear and he's just like hemorrhaging over her. And I was just like, what am I watching right now? I don't know. I like my ultraviolence. So that was, it wasn't even that like bloody or anything. He's like, yeah, the no, mouth, no, no. I guess, because I think she's like seizing or something when she stabs him yeah. in the brain. But um, it's not super bloody. But yeah, it's definitely ultraviolent. It's a little possessor ish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right in the level of violence as far as things we've covered on the show. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, when you have the chair going through the guy's face, it, it reminds me of the spike going through Absolutely. the Absolutely. Well, the, the fire head. poker, right? Yeah. yeah. She's, she also has a fire poker in this movie. Oh, yeah. She also yeah. uses so a fire poker. Yeah. Actually, the violence against others wasn't the cringy part for me. For me, it was when she was doing violence to herself. Yeah. The mm. nose breaking. Yes. That was fucked. Really good stuff. Well, it's also like for me, like I was like really tense when she's playing with that nipple ring, and I was like, "Oh my god, is she gonna rip it off? Is she gonna rip yeah, it off?" And then I, I was, was just the same like, way. so yeah, tense. Dude. I was so tense, right? Was, like, oof. I don't know. It it's really weird for me to have a movie just start at eleven, and like I'm already so tense, and then it becomes this other it winds thing. Down, and it, it's, it's right? purpose, it's something right? different. Yeah, and I, I understand it's on purpose, but like I, I don't know. It was just really hard for me to reconcile that first part, but I do love the stuff in the second half with like her character in the i mean coincidentally the vincent character played by vincent linden that stuff is just so great that like i ultimately like do really like this movie a lot yeah it does feel like there's like three different things going on right that kind of ultra violent murder part of her character and then there's there's this thing about having sex with a car and then having a human car hybrid baby and then (laughs) but then there's also this surrogate father-daughter slash son relationship that I think I'm okay with two out of the three. I think it's the the killing bird stuff that I'm just like the least in favor of. I think it all works for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm a little more with Derek here. The the killing didn't bother me because of the ultraviolence, but it felt too disconnected from both the second part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess, but also I was disconnected from her. In that, mm. because, like, I guess you can't ever get really too close to the serial killer, right? Like, there has to be some distance. Yeah. And that distance prevented me from, like, bonding with her as protagonist until, like, the second half. I get that. I get that. Like, if we saw her keep killing in the second half, it would be a lot harder, right? Well, not just that. Like, I mean, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. But, like, yeah. also, like, I don't know. You do the show about Hannibal Lecter, but through the lens of Will. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not right up against Hannibal Lecter's eyeball. Right? Like, you don't see him do all the killings. There has to be some distance there, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in order to maintain that distance in the first part, I don't know, if you, you feel so separate. Also, I guess the other thing is, these killings are sort of more Hannibal Lecter and less, like, I don't know, Eileen Wernos, right? Like, we're like, it's not motivated in any real way, right? The first one is the ones at the house aren't as motivated. Well, the first one we see in the movie, but she's been doing it. Yeah, she's been doing it. Right, right, right. So, like, my first take was like, oh, she's just, like, defending herself. Like, that scene, like, her killing the guy took me by surprise. I thought it was, like, 
going to be like a self-defense thing. The way that shot, you're thinking it's like going to be like, I don't know, irreversible or some shit. And uh, then it turns out like, oh, wait, this guy was a victim? Like, I don't know. Like, did she plan that? Did she lure him there? Or is it just like opportunistic? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like that also was difficult because I felt like I didn't have a handle on like why she's killing the people exactly. Like, even if it's just for her own aesthetic appreciation or like, I don't know, sexual deviancy or feeling of power, whatever it is, I just didn't get why she was doing it. Whereas, like with other serial killers, you get their motivation. Yeah, I mean, they don't really dive too deeply into her motivations for killing. Is the implication that like, oh, like a traumatic brain injury? Like, I just don't know what. Yeah, I don't think the movie gives you enough to what draw going that line. For. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't know where her fetishization comes from either for, like, the cars, right? Because... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was clearly something that predates her brain injury, right? Because... Wait, what? She has, like, a fascination with cars even before the car crash. Because she's, like, making the car sounds in the car before the dad crashes the car. Oh, yeah. And the first thing that she does after getting out of the hospital and getting the metal plate put in her head is she goes up to the car and 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 hugs the car and gives it a kiss, right? Mm, yeah. So that's something that she had even before the accident. So I just think she has a very interesting psychology. I don't think they explore it fully, but I don't know. I'm, I was just along for the ride. For the ride. So. Yeah, I was just I, I I didn't read too much about the film beforehand going in, so I was definitely thrown for a loop a couple of times through that first half. Yeah, that first act or whatever. There's so many themes to this movie right like transgender allegory of course because she disguises herself as this missing boy and it really plays to like how transgender people don't like feel normal in the bodies that they were born with right because she's like trying to hide her pregnancy and her gender from vincent right she's like taping her Mm -hmm. belly breaking her nose and it's just twisted in a way that's even more extreme because she's pregnant with an alien car baby, right? And, like, yeah. like there's motor oil coming out of her breasts rather than, like, that breast milk. That was so good. It's yes. so good. <laughs> and then, like, her womb is, like, it's, like, laced with steel or whatever. She can't even, like... like chrome or something, right? Yeah, yeah, she can't even abort the baby. <laughs> that was really hard to watch, too. I think that, that was the yeah. most... Ooh, that was, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. More than Absolutely. any of the murders in this movie. More than the nose, for sure. And then I remember someone pointed out, like, all the kills that she does, like, all the murders are, like, penetrating injuries, right? Like, all this phallic mm. imagery where, you know, she's got, like, the, the hair needle in her hair that she uses to, like, kill a bunch of people. And then the chair leg that she puts through that guy's face. You know, like, all of these murders are just so penetrative, which I thought was yeah. was, was interesting, too. But yeah, there's there's so much at play here, like the dynamic of like found family. There's so much to digest. <laughs> at first, I thought that Adrian was like one of her victims or something, but I guess I she didn't so start too. killing. Do we know when she started doing this? Because I thought that that was like the sick thing of like the one of the many sick things about it, but like her pretending to be her own victim. I mean, I didn't get that. I don't sense. think that's the implication. Like the more I watch it, the more I thought that's probably not where they're going, but. Initially, I thought that. I don't know. Did you get that from it? I thought that that's what the movie was going to lead us to, is that like that was one of her earliest victims. But then when she took the identity, I was like, oh, that's why we're getting this information, right? I never mingled those two ideas. Like it was always just like, it's either 
that was one of her victims, or I guess now she's just taking the identity, and yeah, I just I, took it as that. Yeah, I think you were right, but I definitely thought it was both for a little bit there. Because, okay, so I wanted to ask you guys this. There is a part where Vincent, like, you know, is doing a fire drill, and he sees, like, a little kid in a little cabinet, right? I kind of read that as he knew his son was dead because that was his son. Yeah, I think that's a hallucination of, like, the dead son, right? Like, uh, that that's, like, his, his, his consciousness that his son is actually dead breaking through his, like, delusion. Yeah. It's just him thinking his son's dead. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in that cabinet, right? Yeah, no, because there yeah, isn't, because yeah, the guy yeah, actually yeah. goes into it, right? He's just seeing that vision because of his guilt and his, you know, grief and, you know, whatnot. But yeah, there's but, nothing in there. Like, that then explains to me, well, that's how he knows that this person isn't really his son, right? But it's still no. accepting this person? Like, he just, he knows in his heart his son is dead. Mm-hmm. Because, like, his his ex-wife, I guess, or, you know, the mother of, uh, Adrian's mother, comes and is like, what do you do when you can't even mourn your son, right? So, like, they clearly never found a body or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah, just okay. missing. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 there's no confirmation. It's just... He knows, you know? Like, in his heart, he knows. He just knows, yeah. Got it. And I think that goes to, like, the thread of, like, just unconditional love in this movie where Alexia or Adrian or whatever, you don't know when Vincent catches on that she's not really his son, but in the end, he knows, right? Whether subconsciously or, like, consciously. No, he says it explicitly. Yeah. He sees her breasts and sees that she's pregnant and he's like... I don't care who you are, but you're my son, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's Which closer towards like, the end, right? It is, yeah. yeah it's very much yeah. near the end. But, but, like, yeah. but like before that, you don't know if he's actually yes, yeah, knows or he doesn't he know. Yeah. But, I mean, that just goes towards, like, you know, like, human nature, like, the, the need to be nurtured and the need to nurture. And, like, those two things coming together, <laughs> right? Because yep. these are two just very lost, damaged people, and they don't really care who the other person is either you know like vincent's fucked up too right like he's just racked with this grief he's like popping steroids into his ass all the time fucked up his entire life right like he's just a wreck of a magic yeah it goes to our point that we were saying earlier that like he he's a character that recognizes that his son is gone but then i think sees something in this person that this person needs me to take care of them but i also in a way need this person right Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, not, it's not my son. I mean, he says it. He says it. He's like, you don't take care of me. I take care of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear the parameters of the relationship. And it's also very clear that, that like, it's not a sexual relationship, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. At least not from his side, right? Because she kisses him on the mouth at the end. And he's, mm-hmm. like, disgusted. Yeah. Which I think is a good angle because it, like, clears up the possibly sexual weirdness there. Yeah, I was afraid that they were going to go down some road that I didn't want it to go down, you know? I didn't want it to go down, like, an incest pathway, and I'm glad it didn't. Because I feel like it is right there, because the movie's playing so much with sexuality and gender and taboo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they could have. And I'm I'm glad uh, uh, she doesn't. I'm glad it wasn't that kind of movie. Because, yeah, I'm I'm glad it's there. So, like, my question about Vincent is, is he a good dad like is he an accepting dad like is he the dad who accepts his trans or his gay son or is he that now for alexia but couldn't be for adrian in the past or is he not at all accepting i was gonna say to your point though uh amir there is that scene right like she's putting on the dress she's literally in a closet putting on a dress 
Yeah. He also shows her the photo of, of his her, son. His yeah. son. Who's wearing is it the same dress or it's it's very similar. It's the same dress. It's, it's the, the same, same dress. dress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I mean, he has that picture. Like I would feel like someone who's ashamed of that wouldn't keep that picture. Wouldn't yeah. have it in a book. So like I imagine yeah. it was something he was accepting of. Right? Yeah, like didn't judge. This is what I really love about Julia Ducourneau because she shows you just enough for you to ask questions. But mm-hmm. she doesn't actually tell you the answer, right? I feel like yeah. a lesser storyteller would just be like, hey, oh, well, he couldn't accept Adrian when he was alive. So now he's accepting Alexia, Alexia. as Adrian or whatever. She never right. does that, right? Which I think is fucking brilliant. And I love... You totally read that into it, right? Yeah. Like, whatever which way you want, right? right. Yeah. Because I, like I she's so. scared of him. He's this big, muscular, very like um, traditionally masculine sort of guy, I guess, is the picture you get of him. And, like, you don't know, like, how comfortable is he with this blurring of gender identity? Yeah. Is it just because of his deep need for somebody that he accepts this now, but he wouldn't have before? Or was he always down? Like, is he, uh, it's, it's very weird. Let's come back to the car thing for just a second, because I don't get it. <laughs> what, her fascination no, with no, no, the no. car? Or? I mean, I get that. Like, whatever. That's like a Cronenberg thing, right? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. It's more like... I don't, like, what is the metaphor there? Like, what is the significance of the car thing? I haven't fit that into anything yet. Besides maybe, like, miscegenation. Like, I know for New York Film Festival, they did an interview with the director. And she kind of talks about the conceit of her, like, birthing a car baby is actually a recurring nightmare that she had for years. Of her herself, like, having this nightmare where she's giving birth to, like, car parts. Mm -hmm. Cool. So she thought it'd be a cool idea where, like, someone had birthed this baby that was, like, a hybrid of a car and a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, she kind of worked backwards from there. Dude, that's, that's totally cool. Like, so much good art just comes from random-ass dreams, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, also, I know. like, I don't know. You could read this as, like, a metaphor for, like, body dysmorphia about, like, how trans people just feel uncomfortable in their own bodies and, like, how they have, like, these bodily anxieties. And just to turn it into an extreme where it's like you know the fusion between flesh and metal right you can put those two ideas together where she has this nightmare and then you have this metaphor and you can put them together in this movie i mean who knows yeah absolutely i mean essentially this story is is a love story right i mean it's not like we were talked about it's not like this sexualized love story but it is between this kind of person in need and this surrogate father but then also like her love for automobiles, this beautiful union where she's like having this baby, right? Like, uh-huh. it's just all about love. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about weird, love. weird love, but it's all it's all there. And I also love the theme of like just having Alexia in all these spaces that are just dominated by men and masculinity. You know, like the, yes. the yeah. car show, yes. right? And then Vincent works at a firehouse, and like these ultra masculine dudes these firefighters and she has to like fit into that environment which i think is yeah. is really really interesting and like she does that little sort of strip tease in the end yes it's very, it's very feminine and very i love that it was and it's so yeah. off-putting to everybody there yeah including her dad which again lends credence to that like is like is, is he, he accepting or not right, yeah right, right. yeah it, that mm-hmm. leads into, into like is that the line he doesn't cross the boy who's too feminine is that what bugs him and this is like a very very horny very very gay movie right <laughs> like that firefighter thing i mean i'm talking about the actual sexuality of the characters but it's just it's 
super homosocial. Why are they having a rave in the firehouse? Yeah. Where, like, they dance for each other. Like, they seem like they're all on E. Like, it's very... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what's so funny about it, right? There's, like, this scene where it's just, like, a bunch of, like, sweaty guys raving out in the middle of their, you know, fire Firehouse. station. Yeah, but super then, jacked But then they, too, right? they get so uncomfortable when Adrian becomes more feminine. Like, yeah, it's she really that, that female hilarious. aspect. That's like, hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. Ick. Icky cooties. <laughs> Icky cooties. <laughs> it, it, it's very, um, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, surprising. There's some humor in this movie that I was not expecting. There is. There yeah. is. Very it, funny. It just kind of goes everywhere. Like, is there any straight sex in this movie? Uh, I don't think no. so. <laughs> right? Yeah, because when she goes to the house, she's on that date with the that girl, right? Yep. And then, I mean, maybe the car's masculine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking between people. I'm not. Yeah. not genderize the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just talking people right now. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just... she does kiss the dude at the beginning, right before she stabs him in the. In but that's the ear. hardly considered anything. Yeah, I know, but I it's not like sexual. Yeah, you know? like it's just um, it does show her fluidity, kind of right. Like I think she's. I mean, I didn't really peg her one way or the other. No, I'm not concerned with tagging with sexual orientation. I'm just talking about yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. as a whole mm-hmm. is a very gay movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the lack of straight sex is, like, clearly intentional, right? Uh, someone said this movie was all about the dangers of nepotism hires. Because <laughs> 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 Vincent hires her... Um, into the firehouse, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this?" You know? Yeah, <laughs> which I That's thought was wonderful. a very funny take. Yeah, the movie does so much, man. Like that scene where like the lady's son overdoses, and they have yeah. to go and save yeah. him or whatever. Like that's really good. And they yeah, sing the yeah. Macarena. Yeah, that's, that's really so good. <laughs> if I need to resuscitate anyone, I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how correct that is, Amir. Yeah, but I'll staying alive that. is good. Too. Staying alive is a good one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like that's the correct. Like that's the correct rate. That's actually oh, the correct it? rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. I don't know about macaroni. I've never used that one. Okay, it's probably right. It's probably right. It's I, mean, probably I feel like that's right. not Let's the kind of detail right. you get wrong, right? <laughs> that was excellent. The whole like parallel of someone losing their son and how grief stricken she is that she immediately has a heart attack. Yeah, and Vincent's hilarious because like, oh fuck, now she's croaking too. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so good. The movie's very funny in a lot of like. It places. is very funny, like weirdly very, very, funny. very funny. Yeah, I just couldn't pin the movie down because there's just too many narratives coming from too too many places. And like you said, she's got a very light touch in places, even though like it's super mm-hmm. clear what the themes are and what's going on. Like it's not like she doesn't do too much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many scenes where you can just read in multiple ways and that's why I, I like this so much. And like everything is so clear with so little, right? Like she doesn't have to say yeah. oh, like this is an estranged couple and they broke up after the death of their son because they couldn't because like you know it. You just know it's yeah. it's all there. Right? Yeah. The movie does very little hand holding. Yeah. I love that. I just, I, I, just I think like, I wanted my hand held a little bit, but <laughs> like, kiss me on the neck or something. I don't know, man. Jeez, this was just. I mean, speaking to the unpredictability of this movie at times, like I thought it was going to go down this path of like when Vincent did she kill was him? like no, no, like Vincent was like an even worse person. Like she just oh. happened. Like, the movie is like, setting you up where like she's trapped, right? He yeah, locks the absolutely. doors. Absolutely. He's bigger than her, stronger yeah, than her. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she tries to point. kill him, and he, like, shrugs it off. I mean, I thought maybe I was like, oh, shit, she just, like, now she's in the shit. 
But yeah. then it turns out to be this really sweet movie where, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. This movie just turns left. And when you think it's going right, it, it does. See, pink. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's it, true. But, it, but it's tense for a long time, right? Like, it, you is, don't it, know, is, it is. You know, so what is her turning point? When, when does she fall in love with him and, like, realize that she needs this, this love as well? Like, what what is it for her? That does it because, like, maybe the dress moment. I don't know. Well, it's hard to so, say. So she's about to leave, right? Like, she's yeah, and then she yeah. comes back, and she comes back. Yeah, because I remember that was very distinct to me. That like, yeah, it was very clear. Like, clear that she she comes back on her own volition, and that's the first time she speaks to him too, right? When, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. It's when he asks her to do the injections is when she speaks. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. no, because. When, when he's technically knocked out, right? When he what? So what does he do? Yeah, he, yeah, that's he right. Inject, you're right. You're right. You're right. He, he's he like, injects air into himself. Is that what he does, or does he inject more of the fluid? I'm, I, I wasn't know, really quite he, sure. I don't get it because he goes into the trash, right? Right. To yeah. get it out after you thought he was done with it, it looked like maybe he only took like half the dose at first, and they couldn't do the whole thing or something, and then uh. threw it in the trash and then went back for it. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. She's like pop up, pop up, pop up. So she does. Yeah, talk she calls to him pop up. Although he's not up at the time. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He can't hear her. And then, like, she's clearly, like, a serial killer. So you're like, oh, she's manipulating this poor man and preying on his delusions, right? But not really, right? But then, <laughs> like, like... You're like, oh, wait. <laughs> it turns into not really or only, like, it started that way, but it changed. Because, yeah, yeah it, it definitely turns into, like, a real relationship, buddy. Yeah. And two incredible physical performances right by uh Absolutely. agatha roussel and and vincent linden they're so fucking yes. good yes more than just physical it's just like top to bottom fucking amazing performances like agatha roussel's her, her first role ever really like, that's incredible yeah Get i mean out she's, of here, really yeah her first acting role i did not know that that's crazy and I, I do love her use of nudity in this movie. Because, like, you know, at the very beginning of this movie, there's something a little bit more sexual about it. And, like, yeah, yeah, she's a, she's a showgirl. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, there's the flirtation between her and her coworker. There's a lot of, like, yeah, yeah like the, her getting her hair trapped, right? And all that kind of stuff. And then even her, like, in, in the car, right? Actually having sex with the car. But then by the end of the movie, the nudity just becomes this almost like body horror. Right mm-hmm. with like the, all the scarring from I think, the tape. I think you can leave the almost out. I think I think you nailed it. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> I think you're okay. It's safe to say that about this movie. Yeah, like all the cutting from the tape that she's always constantly wrapping herself with. I mean, we talked about the oil that's like oozing out of her body. At yeah. the end, it's just again kind of a little hard to watch again. Yeah, seeing her fully naked, fully exposed, and just all those cuts on her body. The thing is, like Julia Ducarneau, like what she's doing is like it's purposely misleading you right because like all the nudity in like the first 15 20 minutes you know typical male gaze type shit right like the car show <laughs> the sex with the car but like it's totally discarded by like the time we get out of the first act right and it's yeah. all like like you said it's her trying to hide her body and like all this body horror stuff and by the end it's like giving birth to this mutant car baby which was less car-y than I thought it would be. Yeah, thank God. I thought, I thought it was going to be like a taco truck. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I thought we were we were watching a Lightning McQueen prequel movie, like the first one, Lightning McQueen. 
this is like the start of the Cars universe, you know what I mean? But yeah, I was a little surprised by how human the baby was but there was that you know hint in the in the spine which i thought was a beautiful like kind of ending shot yeah 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 yeah. Really yeah, yeah super beautiful ending shot so what did you think of her dying in the end what did you guys think of it i mean is it an appropriate ending so that's another thing you can talk about for days on end right like the the final shots of the movie yeah i didn't put much thought into it because i felt like Either way, I think I would have been satisfied. Like, I don't think her character necessarily deserves to die. Maybe at the beginning of the movie, I thought she deserves to die. But, like, you know, she kind of wins me over by the end of the movie. That sweet relationship that they have, like, I'm not heartbroken that she's dead. But I'm also, like, wasn't rooting for her to die. So, like, I could have taken it kind of either way. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, her death is just, like, the catharsis that Vincent feels, like, finally solidifying that idea that his son is actually dead right um but in the Ah, end he still has this new life that he can take care of to continue that relationship with alexia came up with that on the spot (laughs) i don't think she has to die though it's a little bury your your gaze bury your trans i don't know what it is it fits i'm not like it's not jarring i just like now i'm thinking about it just like yeah i don't know i guess i guess it's the culmination the natural culmination of like this process that had been brewing since the beginning of the movie, right? You want to honor that that plot line and, and yeah, and like not pull your punches. I guess I just don't get the feeling of like the exploitation of the barrier gaze trope here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. It's yeah. not. It's not yeah, exploitative. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I'm just wondering. Like, I don't know. Could it have been handled it differently? Yeah, that's no, the only like... part that that's the only part that doesn't fully 100. percent But maybe. I don't know, maybe it's just honoring the, like, the promise in the beginning, right? They're firing that gun yeah. that you saw on the mantelpiece at the beginning, right? Like, this pregnancy clearly isn't going to turn out well. <laughs> yeah, and she is a serial killer, so, like, I don't know, maybe there does need to be this karmic balance where she has to pay with her it's life. It's a bit moralistic there, though, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's a bit moralistic for a movie that doesn't moralize really so do those kinds of about, things yeah, yeah, yeah i mean no i agree not about murder anyway <laughs> right like it cares a lot about like sexuality and acceptance but it, it's it's not a movie that you know cares about human in that life way. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it does care about human life like obviously that's what it's all about right but yeah, i'm just kidding I, but, you yeah. know i know i know i know <laughs> but this was very funny because Spike Lee announced the wrong winner. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't oh, yeah, announce the wrong that. winner. You remember that? At, he ended early, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he announced the the Palm d'Or winner early because uh, whoever the hostess was, whoever uh, the announcer was, she was, he was like, oh, Spike Lee, why don't you give us the name of the first prize? And he thought first prize meant like the grand, the grand prize, prize, right? Not right. like yeah. the actual yeah. first prize, which I thought right. was very funny and fun moment at, at Cannes. Very interesting choice for Palme d'Or, I think. Only the second female director ever to win the Palme d'Or. That's bonkers. Who's the first? I didn't know that. I want to say Jane Campion? Yeah, Jane Campion for the piano in 1993. Oh, wow. Before I forget, a shout out also to, I'm going to butcher this name, Garance Marier, the one who plays, I guess, the... The friend dancer, right? The mm-hmm. one that she she's the lead in uh, in Raw. In Raw, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool that she uses that actress. Just, I mean, it's not as big of a part, but yeah, it's cool that she uh, has a small role in this movie. 
not to diminish her role. I mean, she does get that pick like stuck right in her face, which was like <laughs> gruesome. Yeah, French names hard to pronounce. Yeah, I'm, I probably pronounce that. So someone please correct me. Even the title of this film, I've heard every single pronunciation except for the right one. So what is it? It's t- it's Titan. Titan. Yeah, I've heard Titan. Titan. Titany. Titany. Yeah. Every single variation, yeah. Yeah, I, I know this is a movie that is a little bit limited release. I mean, it, I, I didn't have many showings around me, but it, there are showings. So if you're even interested, I, I would definitely go check it out. I was going to ask you guys, I mean, any chance that this will show up at the Oscars this year? I feel like it has a lot of buzz for Maybe. right now. Maybe. Is it? I mean, Palm Door gets a lot of recognition. Gets you a lot of mileage come award season. Because Parasite won the Palm d'Or, didn't yeah? it? Yeah. This is not Best Picture. Yeah, this is not Parasite, but... This is too fucking weird. It's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if it gets the nom. It's... I don't think I can even see noms for actor or actress. I could director? see a nom for director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, you couldn't see it for Vincent Linton? Uh, no. I could I see it for Vincent I don't know. I it's not he that he is... wasn't good. I think it's too... This it's is not the kind of the thing Oscars. they fucking the- pick, man. This is not mm-hmm. their thing. It's not their bag. Yeah. Mm. And Ken is French, man. Like, the French are fucking <laughs> weird. Well, I mean, it depends on the jury, right? And I mean, like, Spike yeah. Lee headed this jury, so they're not the Academy. Let well, me what has Spike Lee yeah. said about this? Well, I mean, he headed the jury, and they picked this right, for but has Palm he Dor, said anything so. about it? I don't know. I haven't seen any interviews. I'm sure he said something about it. I'm sure he loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, this is an out there movie. I just think like a lot of the box office punditry has been like a little crazy this week where they're like, oh, Venom fucking murders uh, Titan at the box oh, office. Whatever. Like fucking, fucking obviously. <laughs> uh, fucking oh, Spider-Man movie. Eddie Brock movie is obviously going to fucking destroy an indie movie about a serial killer getting impregnated yeah. by a fucking Cadillac, right? Like, come the fuck But on. there's black goo, Jeff. There's <laughs> black goo. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to pick a black goo movie this weekend, pick this one. <laughs> we should yeah. $500,000 opening weekend, which people are like, oh, that's like nothing. But compared to Parasite, Parasite only did 390-something. Really? Opening weekend. All right, but here's uh, where things get weird, though, because this opened in 500 theaters and Parasite only opened in three. Oh, okay. Then, yes, that that is... What? That, like, you that, can, that movie you, did gangbusters for what it opened. Yeah, then, right? I mean, you can just, like, keep going more and more granular with this stuff and, like, you can just bend the, the narrative to whatever the fuck you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can either say this movie fucking bombed and it was a disaster, or you could be saying, like, it's... The highest grossing opening weekend for a Palm Door winner in 17 years, which is also the case. Uh, That's nuts. Yeah. I just think it's like a moot point to be talking about box office these days. I don't know who, yeah. who even really cares. I but mean, especially is, for for indies, right? It's like yeah, it's really this hard is such to, a niche really, movie. But hey, it's bonkers, and we like bonkers. So, <laughs> how was your theater experience with this? I mean, I went to a theater and maybe had like 10 people in it. And everyone seemed to like react pretty positive to to it. I mean, I I heard some no walkouts, some, <laughs> no walkouts, and like 
everyone seemed to be at the end. Like I heard a couple like, oh man, that was crazy. Or like, oh, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> no you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no one passed out. I don't think anyone hated it. I don't think in my screening. I mean, there were some people that ran out real quick though. I don't know. Maybe they had somewhere to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they were just fed up. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Amir? Um, there was a grand total of two people in my theater. Counting oh, me. really? You and somebody yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, me and one random dude. <laughs> Damn. Were you guys just like commenting the whole time? No, <laughs> not at all. It was like, dead quiet. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, so not much of a theater experience there, but I mean, I think that's fine. I was very like in my own head trying to figure out what the fuck was going on in this movie. There's still so much like we didn't touch, like the fires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, why is he a firefighter? I feel like. I don't, know, I don't know. I feel like if it was in the U.S., he would have been a cop. <laughs> like, if it had been a, a, an American movie, he would have been a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll wait for Leo to buy the rights and remake this and make it a cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I think it is? I think in the U.S., you don't really have that many firefighter characters in movies unless the movie's about firefighting. <laughs> right? I mean, right, like... Yeah. Yeah. There aren't that many of them. I don't know. I can think of, like... Maybe just a couple off the top of my head. I don't know. But yeah, there's like firefighting in this movie. is like a little bit of backdraft, I guess. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, and I don't know where to put like her being a serial killer and them him being somebody who saves lives. Yeah, that's like another. And like mm-hmm. how is yeah, that draw another, yeah. or not draw, right? I, I'm Yeah, I'm still like trying to figure things out with this movie. He actually doesn't know. Yeah, he never finds out. No, who she yeah. is, right? Yeah, no. like question never really gets brought up. Mm-hmm. How would he act if he found out, like you know, she's basically a murderer, right? Who's hiding out? Mm-hmm. Would he still accept her? Like that's a question. Yeah, you never know. And in the end, he almost doesn't, right? Because when Alexia she reveals, you know, her breasts and her like pregnant belly, he recoils, right? But it's not just that she kisses him on the kisses mouth. him. Yeah, that's what did it. Well, I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, I was also questioning this so what's the implication when he hands that canister to his associate and the next thing you see is a a giant explosion yeah because he hands over the the canister to the guy who's always been like suspicious of suspicious of uh of alexia or adrian or whatever and then does he die well that's the thing in during the rave scene he's still there He's still or, there, but I didn't know if that was, like, a figment of her imagination or if he's actually there. No, I think he's there. I thought the same thing, Derek, because I was like, oh, he really? fucking killed that guy. Yeah. Oh, but then I, I guess got he that. I didn't get that at all. That's interesting. I'm going to have to rewatch that and, and look yeah, out for I, that. I have to watch this again. I, I just don't know, because he's like, hold this. And then next thing you <laughs> see, it's a giant explosion. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> like, Maybe they're completely unrelated, but, but but that's exactly what I thought, too, Derek. Like, yeah. oh, he yeah. fucking killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, yeah. hold this fucking L, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So, like, and then it makes you kind of question, like, if he did do Is that. Is he killing like, to protect he, her secret? Like, to protect her secret, and, like, would, would he even be okay with the fact that she's the killer, wild. right? That's a wild wild yeah, one from the I dark corner there but I, mean, I feel like hey watch it again jeff thought it too so i'm gonna have to watch this again because yeah huh i didn't get that yeah at there's all. so much there's so much in this movie and like, like the rave i thought they were gonna like private pile her or something yeah like yeah, i thought they were gonna yeah, hurt I thought her so. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and then they were like your turn to dance on the table what what is this movie <laughs> 
<laughs> Not the table, the top of the fire truck. Uh, the top of the fire truck. Which she then has sex with? Say <laughs> Right? She fucks the fire truck, right? Like on oh, top of the yes. fire truck? No. After the dance, After and then the everyone dance. goes away, and then you just hear like her having sex. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she also has yeah. sex with the fire truck. Yeah. This is such a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole rave is pretty wholesome until she gets on top of the truck to dance, right? I don't because, know. I mean, uh, I, all... there was a point where I was like, are they trying to hurt her? Because they I, were like. I thought that at first, but then they were all like cheering her on and stuff. Yeah. Right? So I yeah. thought it was a little. There's some camaraderie there, you know, because like they went through like this whole giant fire together and 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 built that bond. Just her infiltrating this ultra masculine space. I don't know. It's, there's just so much going on in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot fucking happening, man. Would you recommend this movie to anyone? <laughs> like, no. In your oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it's really hard. Group? Like, I, I was talking to my friends, and like, they're like, oh, we want to watch Ben. I'm like, I want to tell you guys to watch Tatan instead, because I think it's a better movie. Not that you guys wouldn't enjoy this, but, like, I, I don't think I can recommend this over, like, just going to watch something that I think is a little bit, quote, unquote, more entertaining. More mass you know appeal. I mean? like, yeah. Yeah, more You can only recommend appeal. this to certain people. Yeah. And the certain people yeah. I would recommend it to are the guys I'm talking to on this podcast. So I feel like there's no, like, there are very few people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I can't think of anyone else in my life that I think I could recommend this to. But if you're interested, do go watch it. Like, that's the recommendation I guess I, I would have is like, someone's like, hey, have you watched Tatan? And I'm like, yeah, you should go watch it. It's I'm, awesome. I'm trying hard to think of who else is. Yeah, would appreciate but I can't this. Just tell I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. I'm, I'm definitely offending someone right now, but I just can't. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love this movie. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm hand, a fucked like, up kind I, of guy. I, but... I know some open-minded people. There's some people who I could probably recommend to check this out. I mean, like, think about it. When you break this down, you have to tell someone, like, oh, what's this movie about? It's about a girl who goes on a murder spree, has sex with a car, and then has a baby, car, baby, high. Like, you tell that someone, it's like, what? I told someone just the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go see this movie about a girl who has sex with a car. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just that one nugget is, is a it's lot. It's a lot, then, yeah. Then, and, and then to say the other things, just like, Like, you didn't what? include serial killer. You didn't include any of that. Just, it's just only the like tip that of the iceberg, part. man. Yeah, it really is. Oh, and then it becomes this really sweet movie about, you know, finding your family. Like, <laughs> you're like how does that all fit? How does that all fit? But yet it does, and it's... It's a really dude. It works. It's a great movie. It's, it's, I do think it's, it's actually a great really movie. good. I'm liking it more and more. Like the more I mull over it, the inconsistency. Yeah, the, like, it's one of those. The inconsistencies and like the weird kind of zigzags bugged me at first. I think, and while I was watching it, I was like, "Hmm, I don't know how much I'm gonna like this." At first, like there were parts that appealed to me, and parts where I was like, "Hmm," and then like in the end, you're like, "Wow, they re- she really brings it home." Like I'm, I'm pumped to go see Raw. Yeah, yeah, and like. Going back to, like, the, the box office thing where people are comparing it to, like, Venom or whatever, like, that is one of the worst comparisons you could ever make. Like, first of all, you can't compare this movie to, to Venom, and second of all, you can't even compare this movie to Parasite, right? Which is also by the same studio, Neon, and is also, like, kind of indie, but Parasite has this mass appeal that this movie does not. It's also, like... His tenth movie, and he's like a very yeah. established, well-known, very established. Man, yes, right? yes, exactly. Like that's not a fair exactly. comparison to someone who has put out 
two baggers in a row, to take people's word on Raw, but like, just put out two very, very good movies in a row, but is still someone who's like not as much of a household name. Like, yeah, for I sure, like, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we all liked Raw, but like, if I were to say, like, oh, you know, this is from the director of Raw, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people in my life would be like, what? I Versus don't this is from the director about. of Snowpiercer or Parasite. Yeah, or Snowpiercer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It is hard to recommend this, but I, I still do, right? I wholeheartedly recommend this. Yeah, I would love more people to go watch this movie. Yeah. It's, it's a fun ride. It's fucking crazy. And it left me a lot more emotional by the end than, than yeah. I expected. So, I mean, I, I can't complain about a movie if it at least gives me that. It's not what you would expect. I, uh, I'll tell you that. So, Well, if that is all, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? You can find me not having sex with a car. Um, <laughs> 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 How about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at World's OKS Photos and Screen Agents Guild, both on Instagram. If you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on Titan, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We love reading these emails out on the pod sometimes, so feel free to shoot us a line. See you guys next week. See you guys then. See you next week, everybody.